All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Reign of Five Sportscast. I'm your host, Corey Willis. Great to be back with you again on this beautiful Monday. Um, I hope everyone had a great weekend, of course, hanging out with your family, enjoying some college and NFL football like I did. Um, Had a great weekend. So I hope everyone out there did as well. So what are we going to be talking about this week? Of course, we're going to recap everything that happened in week five of the college football season. Um, A lot of great um, games happened, um, upsets per se. Um, So we're going to kind of run down all of those games and we'll start out with the top three games that I had for you guys last Friday. So sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and let's discuss everything that happened in week five. All right, everyone. So on today's show, the first game that I'm going to start out with is the Alabama Crimson Tide depleting the Texas A&M Aggies in Tuscaloosa, 52-24. to um, It was a big day for Mac Jones and co. Um, those guys at the receiver position are just nasty. When you look at guys like Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, um, John Michi III, those guys come to play football, and they had a big day. Um, let's go on Mac Jones' side. He was 20 for 27 um, at 435 yards, four touchdowns, and he threw one interception. Um Let's look at Najee Harris. Najee Harris, he had a, um, I'd say if you're looking at if you're looking at these the stats on paper, you're like, huh, Najee had a bad day, but he really didn't need to do much. <laughs> he was 12 um, for 43 with two touchdowns. So um, as long as he contributed, uh, he doesn't have to really worry much, honestly. So um, the receiver side. Um, let's look at the wide receivers because we talk about these guys so much and what they can do um, just physically. Um, they can really impose their will with just their raw, natural talent that they possess on the football field. So let's look at some of these guys and what they did on the field on Saturday. John the third, he had five receptions, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, he was five for 142. He had a big play um, in that game, I think around like the third quarter or so, um, where he had a long 87-yard touchdown reception. Um, That was his long touchdown of the day. But, man, was that play amazing, of course. That guy can really turn the Jets up on you. Um, Devontae Smith, he had six receptions with 63 yards and a touchdown as well. So when you look at these receivers for Alabama, they are really consistent. They do their jobs um, about as about as good as anyone in the country, I'd say. Um, so they had a very, very good day, of course. Um, now let's look at Texas A&M. Now, of course, coming in that game, um, we had to look at Kellen Mond and how he would perform against the Tide. Um, his last couple of years playing against Alabama has not been good. He's been getting sacked in the backfield a lot. So he had to come in into that game really with that mental clock. You know, when 
when a lot of guys always talk about, a lot of quarterbacks always talk about um, you having to have that mental clock and that actually knowing when to um, let go of the football and actually get out of the pocket when when possible. Kellerman had to do that in the in um, the game on Saturday to even have a shot at trying to you know shock the world and actually you know give Alabama a run for the money. Um, but I'd say if you're looking at it by paper, he looked better than previous years. So um, he was 25 for 44, 318 yards. Um, he had three touchdowns and he threw um, one interception. So so um, he had a pretty decent showing, I'd say, um, if we're looking at um, individual performances. Um, Kellerman actually had his best game against Alabama of his Texas A&M career. So um, two of those touchdowns that he threw was to Anais Smith. Um, Anais had six receptions, 123 yards um, receiving. So pretty good day for Anais Smith. Ryan Rennick, he had only one touchdown um, and one reception. That was for 17 yards. So. So, yeah, really good day for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, This win has now catapulted them in my eyes um, as the number one team in the SEC West. I don't think no one else in the West can touch um, Alabama with all of that talent that they have at the receiver position. Mac Jones is playing um, out of his mind right now. So, so yeah, um, there's a lot of football left to be played, but um, if I had to make a prediction right now, Alabama um, will be on top of the SEC West division. So, so yeah, um, we're going to segue now from one Alabama team to another Alabama team. Yep. Yes, folks. Um, we're going to talk about those Auburn Tigers and what they did against the Georgia Bulldogs, which was nothing. <laughs> um, the Georgia Bulldogs defeated the Auburn Tigers 27-6 to in Athens. Man, what a day did the Georgia Bulldogs have against the Auburn Tigers. Um, also, we had Stetson Bennett. We all know who Stetson Bennett is. He's the quarterback that played last week against the Arkansas Razorbacks, and he didn't have a really good day um, going against those Razorbacks at all. But this game, he actually looked pretty good. Um, Stetson Bennett, he was 17 for 28. He had 240 yards um, through the air and one touchdown. So, um, a really good day for Stetson Bennett. Really, um, what I would what I would say a um, consistent day. Um, he didn't make many mistakes as opposed to that Arkansas game. So a really good, really good day for Stetson Bennett. Um, really surprised at him coming back into this game and being being um, QB one. Of course, we heard all of the news about. JT Daniels um, being cleared for practice. Um, So we all had in our minds that JT Daniels um, was going to be 
the number one guy. But boy, did Kirby Smart throw a curveball at us and really commit to Stetson Bennett being his number one quarterback. And it helped them win the football game. Um, Zamir White, which I think is one of the best running backs in the country. Um, he had a really good day. Um, 19 carries for 88 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the wide receivers, of course, I love George Pickens. Um, I think this guy is going to be a top wide receiver pick in the NFL draft when he comes out. Um, he only had two receptions for 26 yards, but he had the lone touchdown in the air. Um, for the Bulldogs. So a great day for Georgia. I think they looked great in this game. And this win has helped them in that race for the SEC East Championship. So um, it's going to be interesting to see going forward um, what um, Georgia does and what, of course, Florida and an emerging Tennessee team that's starting to look really good. So a lot of football left to be played on that side of the SEC um, as well. Um, But back over to Auburn's um, performance on Saturday, I'm not going to um, take too long on it, but I do want to kind of take a brief moment to see what had happened with the Auburn Tigers. So like we came in last week, or earlier last week, um, feeling like both these teams, you know, had a shot at winning the football game, of course, um, just by the talent that both teams um, produce year in and year out. And just in terms of this year as well, like a lot of talent on both teams. Um, But Bo Nix did not look good in this game. At all, he was 21 for 40, 177 yards, and he threw an interception. So, not a good day for Bo Nix. I'd say this is this game is his worst game since being the quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. So, they're going to have to figure this one out. Um, When we look at Gus Malzahn and for the last couple of years, what he's been doing with the Auburn Tigers, it's been like those those lean years um, that Auburn has been having for the last several years now. Um, and that's not to say that they don't have talent throughout those lean years that they have. They have talent. They have really good NFL caliber talent um, all around that football team. But it's it's that time where it's those moments every season where Gus Malzahn doesn't get the most out of his players um, for many different reasons. Sometimes it's reasons because of him becoming stubborn and having issues um, with the offensive coordinator. Um, (laughs) Just, all kinds of issues that, you know, occurs with this Auburn football team that results into, you know, performances like what we saw on Saturday. So um, they're going to have to get it together. I don't know what's going to happen next week with Auburn. Um, They have to take on Arkansas. So we'll talk about Arkansas a little bit later on in the show. 
but um, that's a shot for them to get back on track. But we'll have to see just because um, Auburn did not look good on Saturday. So, so yeah, that's my take on the Tigers in Auburn, Alabama. All right, now, guys. So I've already talked about two of the three games that I discussed on Friday uh, of last week. So now I'm going to talk about the last game that I had um, in my top three, and that was the Baylor Bears taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers in Morgantown. Um, This game actually was really good. It went down in two overtimes um, to West Virginia's favor. Um, The Mountaineers defeated the Baylor Bears 27-21. Really good game. Um, I was kind of flipping back and forth of the Florida game and actually watching this game as well. So this game went down to the wire, of course. Jared Daigie, he had a really good game, of course. Um, He was 30 for 42, 211 yards, one touchdown, and he threw two interceptions. Um, Charlie Brewer on the Baylor side, he was 23 for 38, 229 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. So these guys went um, toe-to-toe with each other. Um, Both these teams did. Um, Really good Really good game, I'd say. Um, Letty Brown um, for West Virginia, he had 27 carries for 93 yards and two touchdowns. So a good day on the ground for Letty Brown, um, I would say. Um, Let's go down to the wide receivers and see how they looked on Saturday. Um, So Bryce Ford Wheaton, he was the receiver with the lone receiving touchdown. He had three receptions for 28 yards and one touchdown. Um, Sam James, he had a good day as well. Um, He was actually the leading receiver on the football team with eight receptions, um, 66 yards. Um, Letty Brown, he also caught some passes in the air. He had four receptions for 31 yards. Um, Mike O'Loughlin, four Receptions for 26 yards. Um, Winston Wright Jr., six receptions for 22 yards. So you kind of see what the pattern is um, with Saturday, um, Jared Daigie and what he did. So, you know, he's just spreading the football around. And that's what you look at um, when when we're looking at quarterbacks. Um, Do they spread the football um, around to many different receivers to kind of, you know, get in the open space to kind of, you know, put the defense on their heels a little bit. Um, you know, what does what does this quarterback do um, that makes him so good um, of a passer and so good of a, of a threat um, to defenses? And that's just spreading the football. So, um, so yeah, good day for Jerry Daigie um, and just a good day overall for West Virginia. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, what they're going to do um, going forward. Of course, they will have to play Texas and Oklahoma, which to me um, is still the two teams in the Big 12 that you have to um, defeat in order to get a berth into the Big 12 championship game. So um, it's going to be 
interesting to see what happens going forward with that game. Maybe this will be the Big 12 championship. Who knows? <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see. But um, let's go over to the Baylor side and see what the Bears didn't do to squeak out that win. Now, we already talked about Charlie Brewer, of course, um, earlier. So let's look at Baylor's rushing stats. So John Lovett, who is their number one running back, um, of course, he had 14 carries for 23 yards. He was actually shut down. Um, pretty much this whole game, John Lovett usually has um, really good days running the football, but not on Saturday at all. Um, the receivers, Josh Fleeks, love that name. Um, he had three receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. RJ Sneed, he had six receptions, 48 yards, one touchdown. And Ben Sims had one reception um, for a touchdown. Um, of 25 yards. So Baylor just couldn't squeak out with the W. Um, West Virginia just had a little bit more left in the tank. So it's going to be interesting to see how both of these teams kind of, um, you know, perform um, as we get more in into the season. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that, that was that game, a really good showing from West Virginia, I'd say. And, um, a, a very even matchup um, in that game on Saturday. So, like I said, we'll, we'll have to see for sure um, how everything plays out, especially with some of the other teams in the Big 12. All right, guys. So before I let you all go today, I'm just going to make a quick rundown of some other games that I was viewing over the weekend. Um, some of these games, pretty much all of these games were shockers. I know you guys think that as well. So I'm going to start off with the TCU Texas game. Um, so it wasn't the fact that TCU beat Texas again. And let's talk about Max Duggan. All this guy does is beat Texas. <laughs> um, this guy is just, he's just ridiculous. Like, look at his stats right quick. Like, what the hey? Um, 20 for 30. 231 yards passing and he had 17 carries for 79 yards and two touchdowns so this guy was he was just beasting on the Longhorns defense all day but um the biggest thing was the ending of the game so of course TCU had the football I think it was like fourth down or, or, or something like that I, I think it was a point in time where they could have punted the ball back to Texas, but that wasn't going to happen. These guys need to win the football game, of course. So it was like six seconds left on the clock. And essentially what they were trying to do was just run the clock out. So Max Duggan gets the safety and a flag was thrown. And the refs, of course, kind of talk it over. And they agreed that it was a safety. But um the 10-yard penalty won't be enforced, so they just end the football game. <laughs> just just flat out, just ends the football game. That's it. And you look at the clock. There's one second left on the clock. <laughs> Anything can happen with that one second. So while Texas looked horrible 
um, in that football game on Saturday. I will say this: the refs cheated them, just just flat out. That that's that's my take on it. So that that was that game. Um, Oklahoma. How about Oklahoma going down to Iowa State? Um, those Cyclones, man, they they really know how to ruin people's seasons, like just literally. Um, so yeah, they they defeat the Sooners thirty-seven to thirty, and yeah, that that's that's pretty much it for Oklahoma's season. I'd say I, I don't I don't see how. I don't see how they can actually come back from this. Um, just by from what we've seen the last couple of weeks, you know, two straight losses. Um, now having to go up against Texas in the Red River rivalry this coming week. So I don't I don't see how the how this team's going to like bounce back and actually, you know, get the opportunity to, you know, try to squeak in. I mean, they could they could fare well. Um, get back into the hunt for uh, a Big 12 championship and possibly a, a college football playoff berth. But man, like right now, the Sooners look bad. Like they have to do something. Um, Spencer Rattler, he was 25-36, 300 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So he had a decent game. It was just his defense his defense just didn't help him out. So um, that's that's a bummer for Spencer Rattler for sure. So they're going to have to get that fixed. Lincoln Riley and, and company are going to have to figure out a way how to, you know, play better defense because um, he's not playing against smaller um, schools now with, with less talent. Now he, he's playing against um, – the teams that he has to beat year in and year out to get a chance to go to a Big 12 championship. So we'll have to see what Oklahoma does. Um, the last game that I did watch over the weekend was, of course, the Arkansas Razorbacks going in the start for Mississippi to take on uh, Mike Leach and his squad. So we talk about Max Duggan and what he does to Texas <laughs> each year now. Um, let's talk about Felipe Frank. So this guy leaves Florida and becomes the number one quarterback for the Razorbacks this year. And this this guy goes into Starkville along with first year head coach Sam Pittman. These guys go into Starkville and they defeat the Mississippi State Bulldogs 21 to 14 at Stark Vegas. So after a week of all of this hoopla and everyone being like, wow, this this team is a really good football team, man, like this air raid is really going to do numbers in the SEC numbers. Well, let's look at the numbers. K.J. Costello, he was 43 for 59, 313 yards, one touchdown and three interceptions. How about those numbers? Three interceptions. I saw this guy throw two of the worst interceptions that we're probably going to see this season, just hands down. Um, actually, one of those interceptions became a pick six in the game, and that was like at the beginning of the game. So, like, straight out of the, out the gate, KJ Costello was not looking like 
the KJ Costello that we saw in the LSU game. So um, Mike Leach has a lot to work on <laughs> for sure this week and beyond. Um, they're going to have to play Kentucky um, this coming week, and they're going to have to travel to Lexington um, to take on the Wildcats. And by the way, um, great win by Lane Kiffin and his squad um, getting that first win as the old Miss head coach. So congratulations to Lane Kiffin um, by beating the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday. Um, it was a close game. But, um, but yeah, um, Mississippi State is going to have to get these guys clicking on all cylinders with this air raid offense because if they don't, man, look for a long season for the Bulldogs. So that was week five. Week six is upon us soon. Um, can't wait for the games coming up this week. I think Notre Dame will be back in action, of course. So I really can't wait to see what they do going forward. But, um, but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. It's always great being back talking about football with you guys and just kind of recapping some of the games of the weekend. So, um, so yeah, I'll be back on Friday, of course, to kind of um, preview week six of the college football season. So I'm real excited about that. If you guys want to follow me, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, follow me at listen to KSW. It's at L I S T N T O K S W all one handle. Um, but yeah, guys, you can follow me on there, kind of check and see what my thoughts are for the week and everything and see all funny tweets and stuff that I make about wrestling and all those different things and stuff. But, um, but yeah, guys, until next time, I'm Corey Willis and you we're listening to the Reign of Five Sports Cast. Catch y'all later. <laughs>